Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, everyone. Happy Friday, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. I see we've got a lot of people joining us today because we are going to be talking to Dr. Jill Carnahan. And many of you, my followers, know Dr. Jill um, because she's a she's a big name in the functional medicine industry, and she is um, she is someone who is highly respected. Um, I always like to say that, you know, knowledge is power, and she is a knowledge powerhouse. Um, Dr. Jill Carnahan is known mostly for the work that she does in mold illness, and we're going to talk today a lot about mold illness, and I think it's especially an important topic here in the Sonoma Valley area, um, where we have lots, recently had lots of rain, lots of moisture, and um, and we have agriculture. So where there is agriculture, there's often mold. And I know that um, where there is wine and grapes, there is often mold. And, and we know that because many of the uh, wineries spray um, anti-fungal sprays to the grapes so that they do not grow mold and fungus. So um, it's around. It's in our area. In fact, it mold is everywhere. And it really, really is becoming a very, very hot topic among functional medicine practitioners and medicine practitioners in general. Um, it hasn't really been something that people test for or look at when someone comes in with chronic illness and lots of, of different signs of, of illness and Oftentimes it's one of those it's one of those illnesses that's overlooked, you know. Mold toxicity um can make people very, very ill. I have my own story and um and I'm actually gonna share it a little bit today before we hear from Dr. Jill when she calls in at, at about ten minutes after two. Um but you know, I am a um I'm a living, breathing uh mold, I guess you could say, uh survivor and i you know when when i was young the home that i lived in got flooded more than once because we lived near a water ravine that overflowed when the big storms came in in the spring and we had a basement and and it got flooded uh really maybe once a year every couple years our basement would get up to a foot of water in it and it was just sort of 
sort of a natural thing that my dad and my brothers would get rid of the water and they'd put fans down there and and I remember seeing mold on our on our carpeting and um and then they replaced the carpet and and then and then it flooded again and that carpet was down there for several years after that and we were living in that environment little did we know that mold was plaguing us, especially my mother and myself. Not everybody is sensitive to mold. It's it's important to understand mold can make just about anybody sick. Um, but if you're highly sensitive to it, it can make you very, very sick. And and my mother and I both have had health symptoms and issues ever since. When I was a child growing up in that house, I had um, terrible breathing and asthma problems. I could couldn't even go out for recess during the winter because I, I couldn't breathe. My asthma was so bad. Um, didn't think anything of it. It was just asthma and I couldn't breathe. Um, never thought that it could be because of the mold that was in our house. Um, additionally, I had a hard time learning. I had a hard time focusing as a child. It, I, you know, there were questions with my teachers about the fact that I couldn't focus and I couldn't learn. And, um, and it wasn't until later, until I moved out of that house and moved on in my life. And, and, and my best years were in later in my college years when I was in a different environment that I started actually saying, wow, not only can I learn, I can really kick butt at learning and do really well. And I graduated with honors. So um, a lot of times people don't realize that their environment is making them sick. And 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 I had other mold exposures in my life. Um, I actually had a mold exposure um, in my early college years, right when I got to college. And then again, years later, when I moved to San Francisco, when I moved to the Bay Area. And then more recently, once again, mold exposure in my home. I've had some bad luck with mold, I'm telling you. But it also, it's everywhere. And it, it is, if you've had any type of moisture leak, especially now with all the rains, um, you really want to make sure that you get that attended to and get it looked at. Because if mold is growing in your home, um, certain mold can give off toxins that can be very, very harmful to your health. So if you are learn you know having a hard time focusing you have you know extreme fatigue weakness headaches light sensitivity you know poor memory um difficulty wor- finding words things that feel and sound like cognitive decline um and a lot of times people chalk it up to you know age age related sort of decline um but if you have mold in your house, it could be affecting you. It affects the central nervous system. Um, you know, t- tingling and numbness in your skin. Uh, you know, it sort of feels like your skin is crawling. By the way, these are all symptoms that I have, have had from my mold exposure. I mean, every one of them. And simultaneously um, with my last mold exposure in our house are our um actually our dishwasher was leaking had a slow leak we didn't know it warm water slowly leaking over a period of time mold began growing under the dishwasher under the floors behind the wall um and finally when we discovered the leak and they removed it and went to replace the dishwasher and then realized they needed to replace the floor when they pulled up the floor guess what black mold everywhere underneath um this was just a year ago so um 
I had been getting sicker and sicker and sicker and didn't know why. Finally, we realized that is explaining everything that's been going on with me. I can't focus. I can't concentrate. I can't think. Everything hurts. My body hurts. My joints hurt. It goes on and on. So we're going to invite Dr. Jill to the call now, and we're going to talk to her a little bit more about it, everybody. Hello, Dr. Jill. Hello, this is Dr. Jill. Hello, well, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for spending uh, time with my community today. We've got lots of people really interested in hearing hearing from you. Awesome, looking forward to it. Okay, well, excellent. Well, um, just to sort of catch you up to speed, I've spent the last 10 minutes or so um, introducing the community to you. Many of them already know you and have been following you. Um, we've got a lot of people in our community who who follow who like to follow our our health talks and hear on the various topics and and lots of questions have come in for you. So um, perfect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I also spent some time um, telling my story um, and um, of mold, you know, high, you know, yeah. mold, mold exposure and all those things. And um, so my community has heard heard my story, but I, you know, it's it's live radio, so I like to mm-hmm. repeat it for the people that are just tuning in. So um, I I. I'm so excited to have you on the show today because this is a hot topic for the community and and in the area where we live, which is in um, Sonoma, California. Okay. Yeah, so we've got a lot of agriculture here. We are a wine-making community and um, lots of wine drinkers and also, you know, lots of antifungal sprays that go on the grapes and, um, you know, so that the fungals and the molds aren't growing in the dirt and people get lung issues and all these types of things that go on here, for sure. So what I'd like um, to do, so I've already kind of prepped people on your background and those types of things, so we're ready to just jump right into our conversation. But um, what I'd love to do is to... um, to start off by having you share share your story with the community. Okay, sounds great. I would love that. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I, I shared my story, and and my point to the to the listeners was mold is everywhere, and whether or not you know it, you may have a mold story going on. And um, Dr. Jill, this is how you found this path, right, in in caring for patients through your own story, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it started with personal experience. <laughs> Yeah, that's that that's so important. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I had been going along. Most of you know I had uh, breast cancer and Crohn's disease at 25 and 26 and got over that and went on to practice mm-hmm. medicine and started a clinic in Boulder, Colorado, and was doing fine, healthy. I had been running and skiing and hiking and enjoying the great outdoors in Colorado, and I started getting more short of breath. And I noticed it because I have um, a double stairs up to my old office where I'd mm-hmm. have to walk up, go get the patients in the lobby, and then walk them up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I would actually feel short of breath walking up the stairs, mm-hmm. which was very unusual. And then I started getting rashes and itchy red eyes, and um, my immune system was not very good because I would get infections. Whatever came around, I would get it. Um, I started having brain fog, so I'd have much more trouble just focusing, concentrating. Mm-hmm. It might take me two hours to write something instead of an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, fatigue, fatigue set in pretty good as well. I knew that it could be mold, but I kind of was in denial for a while, and I just I resonate with probably with your listeners as well, is because it's a big deal when you do find mold. It affects your home or your workplace or your car, or often it affects valuable possessions. And I think I just wasn't quite ready to admit that it might mm. be an issue in my environment. Mm-hmm. But I just have a lot of compassion because um, I have a lot of compassion because uh, people basically, you know, you have to deal with what the ramifications are of this. Mm. So, bottom line is, I. Um, 
waited quite a few months before it got bad enough that I had to look into it. And I did a test in my urine for mold toxins, and mm-hmm. that came back positive. Mm. So then I started looking at my environment, and I had an inspector come out, and I found you know bulk samples in the basement below my office of Stachybotrys, which is a very, very toxic oh, yeah. uh, black mold. So the day that I got the results of that test, I first set another foot into my office. I literally left, left everything there, my mm. books, my furniture, mm-hmm. everything but the patient charts, which mm-hmm. we transferred to a temporary office for the time being. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is just those paper charts had enough mold toxins and, and VOCs on them that they kept me not well oh. until um, after I scanned in all the charts maybe two or three months later. No so the way. paper from my office, yeah, it's profound. And that kind of taught me the lesson. Um Oh my goodness. That's not good yeah. because we've la- exactly one year ago we had to move out um our entire kitchen hat we found black mold everywhere under the dishwasher. Oh. There was a slow dishwasher wow. leak. I was wow. getting sicker and sicker and sicker for mm-hmm. months. Couldn't think, couldn't move, achy everywhere, couldn't even get off the couch found that under the dishwasher they had to rebuild that whole side of the kitchen up behind the walls everything um and 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 they pulled the dishwasher out and actually left it open for about a month before anything Mm -hmm. got done and we were living there but so everything got exposed so but we they rebuilt the kitchen and we're living back in there and i'm just thinking to myself yeah i'm living around everything that was exposed and and so Mm. this is something to think about Wow. Yeah. And it took, it took a while. I mean, it was just the first step was acknowledging with my patients. That's the most important thing is to figure out where it's coming from and fix the issue because the problem is you just won't get well if you're continuing to be exposed. You can take all the supplements in the world, do the best Mm. plan in the world Mm. and you will not get well. And so you really have to get into a safe place where your body has the ability to Mm -hmm. heal. Mm -hmm. And even then I say it takes about six to 18 months realistically Mm -hmm. to heal. Um, I went Mm -hmm. through just like everything in my life, I'm kind of like, okay, let's do this and let's get detoxed. And so yes. I um, went full-fledged on vacation. And I remember for probably two months, I, I was head to toe from the reactions I was having yes. as I pushed through. Yes, I probably should have gone a little slower, right? Oh. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's sometimes people don't realize that, you know... The, the the pain of mold illness is miserable, but actually getting through it and detoxing can also be uncomfortable, but you kind of need to go through that in order to... Yeah, you'll actually probably get a little bit worse before you get better. That's yeah. That's pretty typical. Mm, for sure. Well, your story is amazing. I mean, you've experienced this on your own, and here you are, a doctor caring for pa- patients, but you went through that. And this, So that then sparked your sort of um, just... I, I I don't want to use the word obsession, but it's really your, mm-hmm. your your deep concern for the fact that this is going on and many people don't know about it. Exactly. That's the biggest thing is that um, basically this is kind of a hidden epidemic. It's in so many homes across the country, and I'm always careful not to assume that mm. it's mold, but I see it over and over and over again. You mm. know, I have the eyes open because I know what it looks like, and it's just amazing to me how many people really have an issue and they don't even mm. know it. They come in with right. um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis or lupus or yeah. an autoimmune disease or brain fog or all kinds of things. And um, it's just amazing to me how many people have no idea that it's mold. Yeah, and you know, mold is everywhere. And, and I know certainly here in the Bay Area it is. But I mean, I, I'm just one example, but I have personally lived in three different homes in my life that had major mold issues. So if I'm just one person, I mean, people move around, there's, you know, (laughs) buildings get older and older. And um, so it's just something that people don't think about. But yet, like you said, people are coming in with these other diagnoses and, um, you know, autoimmune conditions, neurological conditions and things. And, And really, 
it takes a doctor who has studied in the way that you have to be able to dissect and really understand, okay, yeah, you have this going on, you have these neurological things going on, but the, let's look at what the root cause may be. We've got to look at your environment. We have to understand where this may have come from, and that's really where you excel in the work that you do. And the training, I also told my community that you actually train other doctors. So you're really getting the word out in the medical community for how to treat these types of patients, which is important because, as we said, they're everywhere. Yeah, that's been my passion is really training the practitioners because I can't, I don't have enough of me to go around to see all the patients that have a need. But the more I can influence and change other practitioners, and then like my colleagues, just educating them Mm -hmm. about the problem, Mm -hmm. then there's a much bigger impact and there's more people to see and help people get well. Mm, For sure. Um, Okay, so I just want to give everybody your website before we go to break. So again, today, everybody, we're talking to Dr. Jill Carnahan, expert in mold illness and expert in many things. But today we're talking about Mm -hmm. mold illness. And that's, um, will you just please give the website? Is it Dr. JillCarnahan.com, correct? Sure, it's just it's just my name, Jill Carnahan, C-A-R-N-A-H-A-N.com. Okay, excellent. And I just want everybody to know that you have an amazing um, guide booklet, a mold guide booklet that, um, uh, you know, when I had these issues a year ago, first place I went. It didn't even stop. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's where I'm going. Jill, Dr. Carnahan really knows her stuff. And, and it has been so incredibly helpful to me. So I want everybody to definitely check out Dr. Carnahan's website. Whether or not you think you have mold illness, you know someone that has, trust me, it will touch you or somebody that you know yes. somewhere. And if you have any type of illness going on or anyone that you know has any, and we'll talk about the types of illnesses that can surface through mold exposure, but um you're going to want this info. So I'm going to invite everybody to go to your website right now. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And then if you don't mind, Dr. Carnahan, just hang tight. We'll be back. And then we'll go into what the signs and symptoms are for mold illness. So hang tight, everybody. You're listening to Body Talk with Heather Morgan, sponsored by... EA is CrossFit. More information at 415-314-1399 or at eacrossfit.com. Whole Foods Market, located in the Sonoma Marketplace at 201 West Napa Street. You can contact them at 707-938-8500 or visit them on the web at wholefoodsmarket.com. All right, everyone, we are back. You're listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, joined today by Dr. Jill Carnahan, um, really the nation's leading expert in mold exposure, mold illness. And um, I told everybody before the break, go to her website, jillcarnahan.com, for your complete mold exposure guide. And... Um, it's such amazing information that I really do believe everybody should be aware and have this knowledge. Um, so welcome back to the show, Dr. Jill. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. So before the break, we um, we talked a little bit about your story. We talked about my story. We're just two people, right? And we both yeah. had mold exposure. Um, and so I want to get into a little bit about the signs and symptoms because many people out there have illnesses, you know, whether they're neurological or autoimmune or whatever it is, um, and no idea that it may have been caused by mold. So can you walk us through a little bit about what the, what are the signs and symptoms you see with your mold patients? Yeah, so um, some of the stuff that I mentioned, um, but brain is predominantly affected, so almost anyone will have some sort of brain fog or difficulty with comprehension of new material. Word finding is especially um, an issue, so you'll have, you might say cat instead of dog or say the wrong word or yes. forget names. 
That's really common. Mm. Um, the gut can be affected. So people will have heartburn, gas and bloating, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain. Almost anything that can go wrong with the gut can happen from mold. Mm. Um, frequently, skin, skin and respiratory tract are affected a lot because that's our exposure to the environment. So frequently, they'll have sinus congestion, um, pressure, headaches, um, maybe wheezing or shortness of breath, mm-hmm. things with the lungs and the sinus areas. And they'll often have infect, like, frequent respiratory infections. Mm. Fatigue is super common. So it's very, very common to have fatigue with oh, it. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then um, neurological stuff. So many people have numbness or tingling or um, cold or hot intolerance or night sweats or some very strange things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Electrical shocks can happen. Oh, from, yeah. Um, I have that. The, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. You didn't I, know? <laughs> I can't even go to a grocery store and grab the cart because I just yeah. keep getting shocked. Yeah, so the reason that happens is we have this high ADH um, level, um, I'm sorry, low ADH that happens after mold, and that will cause difficulty with maintaining vascular volume. So it's like you drink and you pee and you drink and you pee, mm-hmm, and you right. can't maintain yeah, right? It's you just, can't maintain that status. And so because of that, you tend to sweat out uh, salty uh, surface, and you create a human battery to oh, become kind of electrically charged. So yeah, I've always wondered why that is, but that is so true. Amazing. Isn't it I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And light sensitivity. I mean, gosh, yeah. I'm so sensitive to to lights, and I have to wear my sunglasses and all that. That's a big one. That's super common, too. Yeah, light and sound. It's almost like the whole environment. You're a lot more mm. hypersensitized to those different things. Mm. And I definitely have, have, it feels like ants crawling along, like, the back mm-hmm. of my head. And, you know, it's that, like, tingly, crawly feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, everybody's different, I'm sure, but there are these common signs. And and I just want to point out that on your guidebook, um, you have a list of the common signs. There's 14 of them, and I checked out on every single one of them. The only thing I don't have is shortness of breath. But wow! I, but oh my I ha- goodness! Oh yeah, I had that as a child though. When I was when we had mold, my basement flooded many times. We had mold everywhere, and I couldn't. I had asthma my whole childhood. So I feel like maybe did I get over that part of it or what? I don't know, but. The whole breathing thing. It does make you wonder, yeah. yeah. That was a early piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you know, I, again, just going through this list, this is, these, are, these symptoms are so common with many of the things that people have going on out there. So when a patient comes to you and you start sorting through these, you're able to just sort of like a detective determine, and then, of course, in learning about their environment, was it the mold? And how often is it mold-related? Yeah, so I start to notice now like uh, clusters of symptoms, things like if they go on vacation and they feel better or if they come back to their house and they feel a lot worse after traveling or even being gone a weekend, Mm -hmm. um, if more than one family member is sick, Mm -hmm. um, if they moved, uh, say 2010 they moved and every since then they've been sick. So there's Mm -hmm. clues in my questions. Um, Mm -hmm. If they have, you know, a flat roof or they have a workplace that's really Mm -hmm. old or they have musty smells in their house or they have Mm -hmm. condensation, I'll always ask about leaky dishwashers and leaky... um, um, you know, washer mm-hmm. dryers, um, mm-hmm. bathtubs. Um, so there's mm-hmm. all these different questions, and I start to get an idea. And then there's some free testing that you can do, a visual contrast test you can even do, you either do online or in my office, and that Failed can it. be abnormal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Miserably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's usually, that, basically that shows the visual acuity is a way we can test toxic exposure on the retina, because mm-hmm. these are very, very small blood vessels that are affected by mm-hmm. a toxin. So it's a kind of nice way to test and screen easily. And then I do a symptom checklist, some of the stuff I mentioned, mm-hmm. and if they score high on all of that, then I can check for mold in the urine, some mycotoxins mm-hmm. in the urine. And some of the inflammatory labs and the lab work, and then I put it all together, and usually it's pretty clear. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and it, 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 it's so great that you 
are now paving the way for practitioners to be able to you know, guide their practice in this way to be able to determine if it was mold related. Because think about how many people are out there who are ill for whatever reasons with some of these symptoms who never even thought it's yes. that skylight in my kitchen that's been leaking yes. since 1997 or whatever that had a major leak in 1997. And we never thought that maybe it created some mold. Exactly. Yeah, people don't, and they, they, you start to ask the questions and they might start to think about it, but there's still a lot of people that are in denial. And I usually do some sort of test to try to, you know, show some evidence so that we can pursue it. But ultimately, they have to get their home or workplace checked out. Yeah. And that can take time and money, and it's mm-hmm. not easy. So I understand how difficult this is. Oh, it is. It's such a process. I mean, I'm still going, and it's a year later, truly. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it is an expensive process as well. Um, you know, I don't even know. Maybe you'll know the answer to this. I don't know if insurance companies, usually mold is a tricky thing with insurance companies, but I would put out there that if you can get any type of a, a mold coverage or writer, you should because yeah, totally agree. mold happens, you know? Absolutely. Mm, first, Some companies don't cover it. That's a scary thing is they actually yeah. write it out as a, as a matter awful. of fact most times. So it's really, really unfortunate because they know. They know the damage that mold's doing and they don't want to touch it, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, so, okay, so <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the symptoms, and it, that can be masked in other diagnoses, right? So you may have someone come in that has, say, let's just talk, say, Parkinson's. Um, and could that Parkinson's have, could that be the result of motor exposure, or is it just that it exacerbated it? Or if you do treat the mold issue, could that improve their symptoms? And I'm just choosing Parkinson's. Yeah, so this is very true. So the three things I think real is common is um, autoimmunity, very, very commonly triggered by mold. Mm. Um, neurodegeneration, like Parkinson, Alzheimer's, dementia, yeah. Yeah. cognitive decline, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like we talked about, respiratory and gut issues. So there's these categories we'll tend to see. Right. And, yes, what a traditional doctor will do is they'll see those symptoms and they'll try to treat them. And, for example, I had this new onset asthma at, you know, 38 when yeah. I got the, the exposure to mold. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was none of the inhalers worked. So I should have mm-hmm. known right then there was something going on. It wasn't a traditional asthma mm-hmm. and it didn't respond to inhaler. Mm-hmm. And then that was a clue that there was something else going on. Right. But usually if you fix the mold, they auto, I've seen autoimmune diseases reverse. I've seen them completely be controlled. I've seen um, brain function for sure can go back to normal. Um, mm-hmm. And fatigue can go back to normal. Yeah. So all of those things are absolutely reversible over time. One of the biggest things I can't say enough is you have to have a clean environment. It doesn't have to be perfect, but if you are in a moldy house, um, you will not get better. It's just a fact. Okay. So, um, for example, my my house was remediated, and I will say that the first time they tested it after the remediation didn't pass. In fact, it was a, it was a hazmat. Like it was it was yes. known wow. toxins to human health. In fact, it wow. was it was labeled on the outside as a hazmat zone, and wow. the first. T- test that it didn't pass so we had to stay in a hotel we were in a hotel for two months um and and then we moved back in and and we got rid of some stuff but i tell you it was so hard to think what do you get rid of what don't you in the end of the day the the few doctors here locally that i was working with who've trained under you were like you really need to probably go (laughs) just yeah leave it um and so that's that's the thing. It's 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 so hard to believe that it's yeah. been remediated. The second yep. t- the second test, they said it passed. So we moved back in. 
Uh-huh. Um, but we still have all of our stuff. So, you know, it's just hard to think that maybe maybe the fabric on that couch or those the clothing or those books could yeah, still be making be. me sick even after it's passed the test from remediation. So do you think once it's passed that test, you're good or maybe not? So it depends. It depends on the person. I see all different cases. I see remediation, success, they get well, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I see remediation and there's still leftover. But the dust that's left behind after remediation is the big problem. So it's like the mm-hmm. particles, even if they're dead mm-hmm. and gone and taken mm-hmm. care of, mm-hmm. they can still trigger inflammation. <sighs> so part of the process is not only the remediation, but the cleanup after. And it usually requires mm-hmm. a pretty pretty deep cleaning yeah. to get the dust and those particles. And it can be done yeah. through either like a HEPA sandwich where you vacuum and then you wipe down things with a quaternary mm-hmm. ammonium compound or mm-hmm. and then have a vac again. Or you can um, anyway hire someone to do that. Mm. Or you can um, fog with chemicals or botanical mm. substances mm. that will actually mm. bring down those particle sizes where you can wipe them up on the floor. Mm. Oh, brother. Yeah, so interesting. Well, it you know, it's just one of those things that people absolutely do not think about. Um, some questions did come in for you, so I kind of wanted sure. to segue into those. Um, yeah, and one of them is they're questioning, okay, so they wanted to know about grains, if if a paleo diet is recommended or if they can have grains because they said that they've they understand that grains can be high in mold. Yes, so I typically find that mold patients who are sick with mold do better on a grain-free diet. Fully so grain It's not a universal, yeah. It's not a universal, no, you can never have it, but mm-hmm. generally with the healing process, you'll do better on a grain-free diet. Okay. Okay, that makes, I mean, it makes sense to me, obviously, because grains, you know, they the grains are in these silos, right, these bins, and they sit and exactly. get warm in the summer and, you know, the yep. moisture yep. and um, easy to, to grow mold. So people don't think about that. And, and um, the, this a per, same person also had a question about drinking wine because, of course, we're in the wine country and everybody everybody drinks wine. Yes. Um, so wine is a notorious, micro- I mean, notoriously loaded with microtoxins. Mm. Um, I think there are cases is where you could safely have some of the, you know, uh, really clean organic farms um, mm. where they're testing for sulfates and they're actually testing for mycotoxins. Mm. I think dry farm wines is one yeah, of them. Yeah, that's but what I ordered. it's hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find. You have to really be deliberate about what kind of wine you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the thing, and there's really no way to know. And I've, I, I do know when I've eaten something or... Like all my tingling comes back, all my symptoms. I get this crazy fatigue and just, I I call it shaky tomorrow because I don't Mm -hmm. know how to explain it. Like I I have shaky tomorrow, kids. I'm like, I'm out, you know? And and I just know it's either that glass of wine that I had or, you know, um, a cheese. That's another thing, right? I mean, mold grows on cheese. Um, and, and so as clean as you try to be, it's, it's, it's not always an easy thing, but, but, you know, inflammation, I wanted to talk about that because the inflammation is a, is a response, right? Yes. To, to mold exposure. Um, well, can we segue really quick? Is everybody sensitive to mold? Then we'll talk about it. Oh, great question. Yeah. So there is a differentiation between people genetically. Some will have a lot more difficult time removing those toxins mm-hmm. from their body. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, they tend to get sicker. It's like it accumulates and it's hard to get it out of the body. Mm-hmm. There are people who have a much easier time. I would say almost anyone would could have a mold allergy, but they feel allergic and, mm-hmm. you know, mem- mucous membranes are irritated. Mm-hmm. That's common in almost everybody. Mm-hmm. But the real neurological, the fatigue, the brain fog, some of those mm-hmm. things, there are people who don't get affected nearly as much mm-hmm. by it. Mm. Okay, okay, perfect. That makes perfect sense because the house I grew up in, my mom and I were just 
every symptom you could imagine. My brothers, not so much. My dad, mm-hmm. not so much. So it, yep, you know, exactly. And that is one of the questions that I've gotten from people. It's like, well, um, is your are your children sick? Is your husband sick? My daughter had very similar situation to me. Um, my son actually has had major gut issues. So, but he doesn't have the, you know, like my daughter and I, the fatigue, the brain fog, the just feeling like you're not yourself in any way, yeah. the, the, the aches, pains. So, so we've got a family of four and two of us really do present and two of them, you know, don't. My husband doesn't seem to at all and he's had the same exposure. Yeah, that's super common. Very, yeah. very common. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. So that's one thing I wanted to put out there to people because people often think, well, we'd be sick or I'd be sick, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yes. That's a super, and it's how you understand in the insurance companies and, well, why isn't everybody sick? It's yeah. very different. So it's very, that's very true, and I'm so glad you brought it up. Mm, yeah, for sure, me too. So let's talk about inflammation and how that plays into all of this. Sure. So basically, the um, the mold, because it's not excreted from the body normally in these patients who have genetic predispositions towards having trouble, it will kind of recirculate, and it causes collateral damage. So as it recirculates, it, it inflames and irritates the immune system, and the immune system will um, cause tissue damage and all kinds of cascades of hormones and inflammatory cytokines that mm. create damage. But inflammation is the underlying um, mm. thing that happens to create mm-hmm. damage. Correct. Okay. So, so this is going to be a common, a common reaction. Um, if you are experiencing mold sensitivity or mold illness, you're likely going to be super pro-inflammatory, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and then um, I ha- you, ha- you have a question that came in and they were wanting clarity, clarity on this mold lime connection. They said they read that there's some sort of like crossover with mold and lime. Is, do you yeah, have a, so, yeah. Sure. So the thing when I think about functional medicine at the core core root issue is usually infectious burden or toxic burden. Mm-hmm. So all the time when I'm seeing patients who are sick from whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at the, the infectious load as far as uh, mm-hmm. viruses or Lyme mm-hmm. disease or mm-hmm. whatever parasites in their body mm-hmm. and then also the toxic burden. Mm-hmm. And what happens is in mold, um, there are a lot of people walking around that have been bit by ticks and have Lyme disease. That's me. But they're doing, <laughs> yeah, and they're doing fine. Me too. Yeah. And they're doing fine until they get into a moldy house. And the moldy house weakens the immune system and allows these mm-hmm. infections that were otherwise not real bothersome to become more predominant and cause symptoms. Mm-hmm. So it's a super common that patients will um, present with worse symptoms of infection mm-hmm. when they're in a moldy house because of the weakened immune system. Mm. That makes complete sense. Um, okay, so when we come back, we're going to do another break. When we come back, um, I want to talk about the smell and the must. Like for me, I can sure. walk in a room and be bowled over by it, literally. And the person with me will be like, I don't smell anything. So can we talk about that when we come back from break? Okay, great. So everybody hang tight. We will be right back. We're with Dr. Jill Carnahan, drjillcarnahan.com. You're listening to Body Talk with Heather Morgan, sponsored by EA's CrossFit. More information at 415-314-1399 or at eacrossfit.com. Whole Foods Market, located in the Sonoma Marketplace at 201 West Napa Street. You can contact them at 707-938-8500 or visit them on the web at wholefoodsmarket.com. All right, everyone, we are back. 
Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jill Carnahan. Um, Thank you. Today we are talking about mold illness and um, lots of great information here. Gosh, we've gotten lots of questions that have come in even since. And I didn't even give people our phone number today. Usually we get a lot of call-ins, but I really hesitated because I knew we'd have a lot to cover. And and then when you have the calls flying in, it just gets a little crazy. So um, for today, we're just going to hear from Dr. Jill. And then, you know, many of my people submit questions afterwards and maybe we can do a follow-up at some point. Um, but this has been super, super helpful. Um, and I wrote it down because I have no memory. And so I have to sit here with a pen all day long. I don't know if you do or did, but I literally have to because I would not have remembered what I said before the break. So I sit here and write it all down. <laughs> so before the break, um, we uh, we agreed that we were going to talk about this whole, how do you smell mold? Yes. Yes. Um, so basically, and just for hope for those in in even yourself, I remember having a lot more difficulty remembering details and stuff. I feel like now I'm back to my baseline, which is so great, but great. it's been four years. Oh, <laughs> so you yeah. will get there, I promise. Oh, good. Um, I don't no longer take notes like that, but I did. I did it one time. I totally <laughs> understand. Um, so I just want to give courage for those who are Yay. suffering from it right now. It won't always be that way. Oh, for you too. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, I'm a little scared. Like I want it. I want to have my great thinking brain back, yes. my energy, exactly. all of it. Yeah, so and you will. <laughs> I'm glad to hear the encouragement. Thank you. So yeah, yeah so welcome. people don't they could be living with it and they don't smell it. So they say, "No, I don't have mold. I don't smell anything." Well, smelling is really, I mean, if you do smell um, any sort of musty odor, that is VOC, that's volatile organic solvents from the mold. But it also doesn't mean there are a lot of different sensitivity levels. And when your bucket, your toxic load is very, very full, so you have lots of toxic exposures, mm. basically you're going to have less ability to detect anything over the edge. It's almost mm. like you have no margin at the top of your bucket. Mm, so what sure. I see a lot of times is as people get... Um, start to heal, they have this thing called unmasking where they start to become more sensitized and they're super sensitive. They can tell everything because they're starting to heal and they're starting to get margin back so that they can actually tell if they get a mold exposure. Interesting. Okay. Well, that is a good sign for me then because I smell it just, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, for my work, I, um, I walk into lots of doctors' offices, and I have to tell you, a lot of the doctors' offices just are so. Yeah. And um, I happened to walk into an office just last month up in Washington, and wa- literally, I had to walk out. I, I that poor office was just, just wow. so strong, and the person that was with me didn't smell it at all. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy, but so common. What you're experiencing is totally common. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Well, this is all really, really good information. Um, Now, I want to talk a little bit. Let's see. Let's look at the time. So we have roughly 10 more minutes. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about the work that you do and, um, in particular, testing. Um, I know that you do a very unique test um, by Vibrant America, and I think that people really need to understand that there is a process for understanding how you're being affected by this. And actually, I just ordered the new triple trifecta, whatever it is, the mold autoimmune. um, Is it mold? Whatever it is, I just ordered it mm-hmm. and, and took it myself. I'm looking forward to my results, but oh, good. but yeah, but I want people to to hear a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so um, 
there's not everybody always asks is there one test for mold there's not so none of these tests are one size fits all Mm -hmm. but they do give you data in addition to your environment so Mm. first of all musty smells alone that's huge Mm. I talked about some of the symptoms that's Mm. huge visual contrast you can do online Mm. and there's either free or a small fee for one of the tests and they're Mm -hmm. both good and that can be helpful so Mm -hmm. those are ways to start without spending a lot of money Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of labs like um, VEGF and TGF beta and MSH and these complex labs that ideally if you're working with a doctor they'll probably test those and follow them mm. but you can still get a diagnosis without them mm. and I, I do find that the urinary mycotoxins there's three labs that do it there's real-time labs mm. that does an ELISA test and there's mm. uh, Great Plains that does mm. a mass spectroscopy test and mm. then there's Vibrant which has the newest technology mm-hmm. so Vibrant's brand new kid on the block I'm really excited because their technology seems to be the best but mm. we don't have a lot of data yet because it's right. brand new of course but I so I'm on the right track with that test yes. then okay Perfect. good yeah no that's that's great I saw I had I had read about it and I just thought it, it really looks sort of like the most current and um effective test that's out there so so yeah and then um if people want to work with you um i know you're probably really busy and overwhelmed but do you have do you refer out do you take patients still are you working online are you doing remote I am not taking new patients, unfortunately, okay. um, which is I so figured. sad. I just, yeah, I just don't have, I have a very long wait list and we're trying to work through them. But mm-hmm. I do have, uh, again, I have the resources. I do professional consults. So if your doctor wants to talk to me about your case, great. Um, I, I do that and that helps mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, we can do that easily. And then also just um, the, my big passion is training other doctors because obviously there's a need for this. So I'm mm-hmm. out there on the front lines training your physicians and the people that you can see so that um, yeah. there are more people trained. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's that's the thing I was going to say. If someone does have these signs and symptoms and they really think it might be part of their issue, they could bring the information to their physician or their doctor and and, and show them, you know, your website and things like that because exactly. it's a great place for physicians to get more information and to learn and to have the uh, the great training that you're providing for sure. Um, I am definitely um, using doctors that have been trained by you. I'm using doctors from the mind share so I feel really blessed in that way Um, but but I just wanted to know you know I I know that this mold exposure guide that you have on your website is invaluable Um, and then if people are looking for a referral do you have that or do you have a way that you could send people maybe towards someone that is trained um, yeah, right now I use the ICEA as the Internationally Society for Environmentally Acquired Illness, ICEAI.org. Okay. This is a great organization, kind of the up-and-coming physicians who are training in mold-related illness. Excellent. Um, I'm on the board. It's a nonprofit, so I don't get paid or anything, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a, a group of physicians that are dedicated to helping eradicate yep. this illness and helping patients. Yep. So almost any of the physicians that are on that organization are going to be decent or very, very good, mm-hmm. and, and that's a great place for research and getting information as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. So that can you just repeat that one more time? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's ICEA.org. That's International Society for Environmentally Acquired Illness. So ISEAI.org. Okay. okay, excellent. And I just want to remind the listeners that this will be um, uploaded as a podcast to iTunes. So um, most people know that, but I always like to say it because we're on live radio, that if you 
you know, you like what you're hearing today and it interests you and it's something that you want to learn further, you can go to bodytalkradio.com and you can upload the podcast. And, and we will also send the link to you, um, Dr. Jill, as well, if you want to share it with your community. Um, okay. So another question here about an um, elevated gliotoxins on a test. Would that indicate mold toxicity and issues? Yeah, gliotoxins can be from candida. So that's the one unique one that can be from like fungus and that might indicate more of a candida overgrowth than just mold. It could be both, but I'd first look at, look at um, markers for candida to see if that's an issue. You could do further testing with blood work or mm. um, organic acids or stool to mm. check for that. Mm. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you. Um, and let's see. Our, again, you know, our community here um, is, a, is an avid group of followers of functional medicine um, and and health. And so this is super valuable. We've talked about mold in the past, but never to in this depth. So this is incredibly helpful. What in our parting time together, we have just a few more minutes. What would you like to say to sort of the average, you know, radio listener that's tuning in right now and saying, wow, this is so interesting what are the, you know, anything you'd like to just impart to people who are learning this for the first time? Yeah, I just think I know you feel overwhelmed and I know it feels like it's like really difficult and you're probably stuck not feeling well and you're, it's the situation is overwhelming. But find, I mean, there's some Facebook groups, there's the ICEA, there's lots of resources mm-hmm. to get to know. And the more you educate yourself, the more power you have to actually get well. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. say, you know, there's, I put, that's why I put stuff out free. There's tons of, and the mold guide that you mentioned is my, one of my best resources. You can download it for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. We'll be sure and put a link to the notes. Like, like you said, I'll make sure that's available. Okay. Um, but the thing about that is, is that there's, if you just even go to my site, there's about 10 other blogs on mold. So there's a lot more than just that. Mm. And then the ICEA has information. So read, educate yourself, and know that there is a way out. You can heal from this. It's not easy, but it's absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you, you've encouraged people several times on this call because I've been there, and it feels hopeless. It really, really does. When you're losing your focus ability and you're having these signs and symptoms yeah. that are neurological and you're worrying that something's really, really wrong, um, it can, it can, you know, it can really bring you down, and it can bring you back. Exactly. And and just hearing the fact that if you do discover that that mold is at the root of what's going on with you, the hope, the the positive thing is once it's dealt with in the right way. And I have to tell you, I've my I've had zero like cognitive abilities this year. I mean, it got bad and it got bad quick, and um and and it took me two to three times longer than a regular thinking person, even to get my testing done. You know, and and you know, going home with some test kits and this and that, I almost just you know was like, how do I do this? Because I can't even think, I can't even focus, and yes. I can't or- yes. organize my life. I can't do life, do my job, take care of my health. And yes. it, it does get super overwhelming. Um, well, you know, I want to speak to that because we just literally talked to all the staff. And we've, I have the most loving, wonderful office staff, and we, we love our patients. We love people who call in. Uh, I mean, we really do, do try to do a good job of taking care of especially our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were sometimes getting overwhelmed with just the way sometimes people would, would talk on the phone. Sometimes kind of mean. And, and we always just come back to this is brain injury. It, it is. really is. It is. And we have such compassion for that. That's, That's the way amazing. we have to think about it. Like we literally had an in-service with our staff just talking about brain injury because we we have I have such a loving compassionate staff and they I just want them to have that um 
you know, understanding that these patients are literally, and it's not like every, we have, you know, 99% mm. of people are so mm. kind and loving and nice, but there's mm. a few that are really not nice. And, but mm-hmm. we understand it comes from a place of that they're overwhelmed and they have, yes. uh, they can't think. So can. we really do understand and that. And, but we got little, yes, and they're scared. And, but that's so interesting to think about it as a brain injury because it really is an inflammation brain injury and it doesn't oh. get better. But when you're in the midst of it, it's scary because you can't process things easily. Yeah. And you really do feel like something is so desperately wrong that, you know, yes. I mean, it, and it just happened so quickly. Um, and I, I actually had meningitis. 15 years ago too (laughs) so I know brain injury and I've never gotten rid of the inflammation from the infection from meningitis so it's it's kind of one of those things where it's all compiling and then I turned 50 and it's like I don't repair the way I used to so you know and and Luckily, I know I'm I'm so fortunate to be a whole, you know, holistic nutritionist and in the, the whole world of the Mindshare community and have yeah. access to amazing, brilliant people like yourself. The average person doesn't have that. So I'm they able to talk right. myself off the ledge and say, OK, I'm going to take it one step at a time and I'm going to do this one thing today that I know yep. I, I need to get this blood work done or I need to just and literally some days you can't even get anything done and 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 people um, it's so nice to hear that your office is so aware because that is that is it, it, it can be crazy making really it really can exactly mm-hmm. I mean we do we definitely but it is it's just helpful to think about it that way because we know people aren't there you know it's not like yeah. they have all the resources or, or mm, capacity right. as if you right. weren't inflamed. It really does mm. affect everything. A hundred percent. So looking at it as if, you know, these people are brain injured and even for family members and people out there listening, yes. Um, yes. your family members are going through this. And, it, you know, in my house, my husband's fine. I'm not. But, you know, got to understand that I'm brain injured. He's not from from the mold. Mm. And it's just how my, my biochemistry um, has responded. But... Truly, the work that you are doing is it's it's life changing for really now thousands of people and and growing and 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 practice changing for many of the health practitioners and professionals that you are training and mentoring out there. So I really appreciate the time that you've taken to share with our community today. And um, and we'll put this up on the podcast and we'll continue sharing for sure. This is invaluable. And I really do want to thank you from your busy, busy schedule for being with us. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Dr. Carnahan. Well, um, yes, best of luck to you. And thanks again. And have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. And everybody, I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we'll see you next time.